Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. With today's poem, Walter van der Vogelweide, we return to a number of familiar Longfellowian interests, poetry and song, nature, the history and culture of medieval Europe, human nature. Walter van der Vogelweide was a medieval German minnesinger considered by many to be the greatest of that brotherhood, and second only to Goethe in German poetry of any age. The Minnesingers sang of love in the courtly love tradition, composing both the lyrics and music of their songs, traveling from town to town and court to court, seeking the patronage of wealthy nobility. Vogelweide extended Minnesong, to celebrate not just courtly love, but the joys and pains of love away from the courts of the nobility, opening up the tradition to greater realism and variety. The story Longfellow tells in Walter van der Vogelweide relates to the poet-singer's death and last bequest. In his final years, Vogelweide had achieved some wealth, and at his death, or so legend has it, he bequeathed his wealth to his local church with a stipulation that the birds of the city be fed each day on his tomb. In making this stipulation, Bogleweide in Longfellow's telling calls the birds the original minnesingers, a sentiment Longfellow expresses in a number of poems. Before we listen to Walter van der Bogleweide, let me explain one allusion. Longfellow records that the birds who come each day to Vogelweide's tomb renew the War of Wartburg. The War of Wartburg was a contest between minnesingers that took place in the castle of Wartburg in 1207, in which pairs of singers alternated their verses until one was declared the victor. The rap battles of our own day continue this tradition. With this in mind, let's listen. Walter van der Vogelweide by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Vogelweide, the minnesinger, when he left this world of ours, laid his body in the cloister under Würzburg's minster towers. And he gave the monks his treasures, gave them all with this behest. They should feed the birds at noontide, daily on his place of rest, saying, From these wandering minstrels I have learned the art of song. Let me now repay the lessons they have taught so well and long. Thus the bard of love departed, and, fulfilling his desire, on his tomb the birds were feasted by the children of the choir. Day by day, o'er tower and turret, in foul weather and in fair, day by day, in vaster numbers, flocked the poets of the air. On the tree whose heavy branches overshadowed all the place, on the pavement, on the tombstone, on the poet's sculptured face, on the crossbars of each window, on the lintel of each door, they renewed the war of Wartburg which the bard had fought before. There they sang their merry carols, sang their lauds on every side, and the name their voices uttered 
was the name of Vogelwad, till at length the portly abbot murmured, Why this waste of food? Be it changed to loaves henceforward for our fasting brotherhood. Then in vain o'er tower and turret, from the walls and woodland nests, when the minster bells rang noontide, gathered the now unwelcome guests. Then in vain, with cries discordant, clamorous round the Gothic spire, screamed the feathered minnesingers for the children of the choir. Time has long effaced the inscriptions on the cloister's funeral stones, and tradition only tells us where repose the poet's bones. But around the vast cathedral, by sweet echoes multiplied, still the birds repeat the legend and the name of Vogelweide. Walter von der Vogelweide has a villain, the abbot who decides that wheat for the birds is wasted and orders that it be made into bread for himself and his fellow monks. Setting aside that this decision breaks a promise, a promise to one dead and thus unable to protest, though that is bad enough, the abbot's decision is sad for what it declares about what is worthwhile and what is wasted. That which is given for beauty is wasted, while that which is kept for practical use, in this case the filling of our portly bellies, is worthwhile. We see like values in our society today. Those who would go to school to study art or music or poetry or philosophy are scoffed at, while those who choose practical subjects, that is, subjects of use to what President Eisenhower called the military-industrial complex, science, technology, engineering, math, as well as business and the professions, are given society's encouragement and approval they will be able to pay off their loans. When I look back at my own education, though, the two things I most wish is that I'd learned to sing and learn to draw. Other areas of knowledge I've been able to learn on my own by reading books. This isn't to say that we need less science or less history or less language study in our classrooms. Heavens no. We need to do better teaching all these subjects not simply that our young can become better breadwinners and better consumers, but so that they become healthy individuals in a healthy society. Neither individuals nor societies can be truly healthy without beauty, the beauty of love, the beauty of art, the beauty of nature. Ours is a society, paradoxically, that cares everything for looks and nothing for beauty. The beauty of the birds singing isn't enough to justify their feeding. They'll have to make do for themselves. Let's listen again. Walter von der Vogelweide by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Vogelweide, the menacinger, when he left this world of ours, laid his body in the cloister under Würzburg's minster towers. And he gave the monks his treasures, gave them all with this behest. They should feed the birds at noontide, daily on his place of rest, saying, From these wandering minstrels I have learned the art of song. 
Let me now repay the lessons they have taught so well and long. Thus the bard of love departed, and fulfilling his desire, on his tomb the birds were feasted by the children of the choir. Day by day, o'er tower and turret, in foul weather and in fair, day by day in vaster numbers flocked the poets of the air. Over the tree whose heavy branches overshadowed all the place, on the pavement, on the tombstone, on the poet's sculptured face, on the crossbars of each window, on the lintel of each door, they renewed the war of Wartburg, which the bard had fought before. There they sang their merry carols, sang their lauds on every side, and the name their voices uttered was the name of Vogelride. Till at length the portly abbot murmured, Why this waste of food? Be it changed to loaves henceforward for our fasting brotherhood. Then in vain o'er tower and turret, from the walls and woodland nests, when the minster bells rang noontide, gathered the now unwelcome guests. Then in vain, with cries discordant, clamorous round the Gothic spire, screamed the feathered minnesingers for the children of the choir. Time has long effaced the inscriptions on the cloister's funeral stones, and tradition only tells us where repose the poet's bones. But around the vast cathedral, by sweet echoes multiplied, still the birds repeat the legend and the name of Vogelide. That ours is a society that cares everything for looks and nothing for beauty is the subject of Edith Wharton's great novel, The House of Mirth. Though I still have 20 episodes yet to go of this podcast, Fireside Poems, I'm already looking ahead to my two podcasts that will follow, Speaking of Shakespeare and Visions of America. Wharton's The House of Mirth will be the subject of at least one episode of Visions of America, and I hope you'll join me now in looking forward to it. At the same time, I hope you enjoyed Walter von der Vogelweide, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the Fireside. <laughs>